Jonah Hill's not in Batman, <laughs> but Bono Dan is the Riddler. <laughs> that was <laughs> funny <laughs> and scary. <laughs> now sold separately. Now sold separately. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like one of those commercials. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey everybody! <laughs> Welcome to Screen on the Spot. Hello, hello. <laughs> we kind of already started you off with our movie news. We did, yeah. <laughs> which uh, so now you can so turn it off. <laughs> so now we're done. Um, yeah. So uh, of course we're talking about Batman this morning a little bit to start you guys off. Hmm. Which I'm uh, glad we didn't record yesterday because all this news kind of came down. Yeah, the Paul yeah. Dano yeah. thing happened. I, we're spoiling it. Continue, Sarah. I'm sorry. No, Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill is not going to be in the new Batman movie. Yeah. But you know who did throw his name in the hat? Who? <laughs> Does it rhyme with Mano? No, he's cast. But I was going to say I saw. Oh. Um, <laughs> Jason uh, Alexander oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. said, like, tweeted something about, well, like, Jonah Hill's not going to be playing the penguin, so they maybe need somebody who knows something about marine biology. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that yeah, I thought that was great. Because he would yeah. be a really good yeah, penguin. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Jonah Hill actually, I guess the talks of him being in Batman were just like not really very serious and mm-hmm. very in the very early stages. So when all that news came out, he wasn't actually going yeah. gonna be cast. Um Was it money related, do you think? Because I had seen rumors about that. Uh well there was there were rumors for a while that he was asking for more money mm-hmm. than Robert Pattinson was getting, but I think it was ultimately like, well, I also read something today that said that he was actually more interested in the Riddler, but Matt Reeves wanted him for Penguin. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also might have just been that, like, maybe he was never really interested or something, because mm-hmm. if the talks were that premature. I feel like Jonah Hill's just kind of like doing his thing, yeah. too. Like, I just don't really see him being in a superhero movie. Like, yeah. I don't know. I, I, like I follow him on him. Instagram, and he just, he he's kind of like, just really into his art right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I think it he he as penguin would have been pretty cool. Yeah. Was that real about Seth Rogen? Possibly yeah, that, being... that, that that was something else I read was that like if they got him as the Riddler, they were interested in or maybe they had like somehow reached out to see if Seth Rogen would be interested in Penguin, but that didn't pan, pan out either. But I'm fine with that. Oh, that would have been so great with like a laugh of a like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> a really high yeah. <laughs> like penguin. Uh, I think but, it would have been distracting. Yeah. So what do you guys think video. about the news that Paul Dano is going to be the Riddler? I love it. That's I love awesome. Paul Dano. I, I never would have thought of it. I but feel I like it. it's a really young cat because like also well, with this Zoe Kravitz is going to be mm-hmm. playing yeah. Catwoman. So it's definitely it's a very um, young cast. Except Paul Dano is 35, actually, I read wow. today. So by the time the movie comes out, he's 37. Mm-hmm. So he's not... But but he looks he looks really young though, yeah. too. That's still young though. I still think like for you know, sure. late thirties is young for for sure. I somebody to be a villain. Always wanted Neil Patrick Harris to be the Riddler, but oh, I really weird. like Paul Dano. I can't I think, take I can't take Neil Patrick Harris no. seriously, Not especially after Gone, Gone Girl. Yeah, I know, like no, I, it's I just can't. too weird to me. It's just yeah, him, but the, but the like, Riddler is a little goofy and light and funny. Yeah, can be. Paul Dano, I think is great because in Prisno, Prisno, Prisner. It's like when I called Mahomes the cuter back today. Cuter back. Oh man, in Prisoners, he's really creepy, and there will be blood. He's great. Was he even? I think he was nominated for There Will Be Blood, wasn't he? No. He was not. Golden Globe? He was great in Escape to Dan Amora. He was every, nominated. Like, literally yeah. everything I've seen him in. He was nominated for a Golden Globe for Love and Mercy. And Love and Mercy. Oh. And he's really great. great in that. He's a great actor. He's a g- fantastic Especially actor. Especially in a, um, The Girl Next Door. I 
you know, I haven't watched it in a long time. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to throw out the take that I love it, but I did used to love it, but yeah. I haven't watched it in years. It's, eh, it's yeah. still okay. <laughs> I like that movie. Emil Hirsch. Yes. Emil Hirsch. Whatever happened to Hey, he could be. He had assaulted a woman in a bar. That's yeah. true. Him. That is st- true. Stop doing movies. Oh, <laughs> well, but he was in Quince Upon a Time at Home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I For some reason, I just can't like imagine this movie. Like, I know. It's a strange it, it's assortment. It's really hard for me to imagine Robert Pattinson as Batman. Mm. Batman. <laughs> 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 and Paul Dano as the Riddler and Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman. Yeah. You know it who just, should, it should play Penguin? It almost feels like a CW. Like <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for your you. eyes. Who? I was waiting. Uh, the Oh, what's his name? He's in Just Friends and uh, The Girl Next Door. The, the brother? The director. Oh, the Christopher. Brother. It's like Christopher Marquette or something. That'd be fun. Yeah, that'd be funny. I don't know who that is. He's, I don't know what he does. I like him, but he's probably not a, a, fa- a, a famous <laughs> enough person to... Yeah. I don't know why. It's like To me, it just feels like a CW, like I think Batman if it, yeah. if it was C, show. If it was CW, Paul Dana would have to get pretty muscular because they cast like only pretty yeah, people. Like, mm-hmm. like not not that Paul Dano is an ugly wow. person, but, yeah. he's, but he's like a more, he's not a traditionally square jawed. I just fella. like mean, not like look, looks wise, just like young cast. They're going like, great. They're all like very Hollywood cast, yeah. you know, like I really like Zoe Kravitz for Catwoman though. Yeah. It's gonna be awesome. Yes. I like her too. And I think she is good for the role, but like, I just also feel like, I don't know, like, of course, these are the characters that they're going with because they're the most well-known in the yeah. Batman universe. But uh-huh. like, I am also kind of just like, man, how, like, aren't there other villains like we can sure. choose from? Mm-hmm. Well, that's how I. F- that's especially how I feel about anytime we get the well, I don't want to say and Joker, but like Cat, yeah. Catwoman, we've gotten so much. Of. Yeah, it's almost right. just like yeah. so oversaturated. Except like, for the, I don't except know that the, I need Catwoman sure. in this movie. Mm-hmm. Sure, I, I'm curious how they're gonna because that's a lot of. And she's not like a full-on villain, so who knows how what how they're gonna do the character? Mm-hmm. But like, it, it's still anytime you have like more than one villain, there's always that risk of yeah, just like oversaturation. So in the much movie. like let's have one focus. Yeah, I don't know, and that's kind of how I felt like <laughs> like the last Christopher Nolan, like when they brought um, Anne Hathaway in as Catwoman. Mm-hmm. It's like I just didn't really know that she added anything mm-hmm. to the movie. Mm-hmm. Romance, I agree. yeah, she added romance yeah. and Whatever. mysteriousness. I. There were rumors before that there was there, that there's going to be more than just these villains too. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm curious to see if that is true. And even if there are, maybe they're not all big parts. Like maybe they're small things, and they're going to be bigger things later. Oh, they they better get Willem Dafoe as a villain, and then he can stand there and say, "Why'd you spill your beans?" Well, he's an Batman. Uh, he, he okay. <laughs> <laughs> I. Uh, think it's interesting they're going young i would assume it's because they want them to grow in age with the sure franchise but i just it's very hard for me to but i want somebody older tone. i want somebody older for penguin uh mm-hmm. i don't want somebody as young like jonah hill i think is like his mid-30s and i feel like that's kind of too young i would rather have somebody a little older for for penguin personally but yeah like uh i had an idea earlier and i forgot it but like you know, Josh Gad was always somebody that I thought would have been good, or like mm-hmm. uh, I can see that. Yeah, um, but I thought Andy Circus would be a good penguin. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, there you go. That's like real Andy Circus, or like yeah, of course, fake penguin. N- no, okay, no, like real Andy Circus. <laughs> okay. But he's directing Venom too, so I'm sure he's going to be busy. But it would have been. I think that would have been a cool one. Andy Circus just get is... Danny DeVito again. Yeah, uh, yeah. Why not? <laughs> Jack Black maybe. Ooh, I, I just like yeah. Jack Black. I like the comedy role, like in that, mm-hmm. in the Riddler too. Yeah, I think Riddler needs to be a little funny, and I, but Paul Dano can be funny. Yeah. So yeah, 
once you get like reverse it, do like Tommy Lee Jones is <laughs> one, and then Jim Carrey can be like. They would. Penguin I guarantee you, they'll either. never do a movie together. They hated each other. Did they really on, the, on set of that movie? Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah, Tommy Lee Jones is very Tommy Lee Jones and curmudgeon like usual, and Jim Carrey ad libs and is crazy. And fun fact: Zoe Kravitz's stepdad is Aquaman. Yeah, so that's that is funny. true. There you go. Yeah. Anyways, also this is way off topic, but. Well, <laughs> why don't we not say it? <laughs> I want to. Okay, I'm just can kidding. we say before the podcast is over? No, it's a big go. tease. Your it. broken arrow story that you. Kn- we, oh, we, yeah. I said it. Well, I'll tell that like, later. Okay. <laughs> to be continued. We don't need to bring this. That can up. be your scream it. I don't even know why we're bringing that up, but I said I wanted to talk about it on the podcast because oh, okay. Justin said you had a good story, so it better do, be. But good. I don't remember why we were talking about it. I I do remember. Okay, we'll talk I don't about even, it. Later. I don't even know if it's a good podcast story, but it's a good story. <laughs> okay, we'll talk about <laughs> Anyways. it. Anyways, um, next up on the movie news, Quentin Tarantino is talking about doing a horror movie now. Just so. just, yeah, just pick, pick something. I don't, yeah, I mean, it takes him a long time, like long time to decide what he's doing. So. Yeah, but if it is real, and I'm sure because if it really is going to end up being his final film, I'm sure he wants to make sure it's something. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, I'm sure it's going to take him a while to decide. So is it like, not going to be a horror Star Trek? Apparently, it may not even be. Maybe he's not even going to do Star Trek now if he's talking about the horror yeah, thing. Maybe. So, But, like, I guess he was talking about, like, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and how, like, the scenes at Spawn Ranch, like, could have been a horror movie in itself. He's like, it was like mm-hmm. making a little mini horror movie when he was doing those scenes at Spawn. But he said, if I come up with a terrific horror film story, I'll do that as my 10th movie. He said, I love horror movies and I would love to do a horror film. Yeah. So. I'm sure he could do a pretty wild horror film. Mm-hmm. So yeah, does that mean like oh he's just gonna abandon the Star Trek thing, which I think is kind of a weird thing, anyways? Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Like I, I, don't, I do know. kind of feel like a, an original Quentin Tarantino horror would be better than a star, his take on Star Wars or Star Trek. Oh, I'm fascinated by a Tarantino I, Star Trek. I, but, it's weird well, though. Like I just yeah, yeah. For sure. I just think it's been done so many times. Even Black Mirror. Did like their Star Trek? Yeah. Oh, sure. And it's just like it's just been redone. Like I, I feel like we don't. I don't know. Is it just me or like with Star Wars? Uh-huh. Obviously, we have the Star Wars movies, but people aren't really doing like takes on Star Wars as opposed to Star Trek. Well, there's like spaceballs. Yeah, I was yeah, gonna say that they, there's a there's tons of people trying to do a Star War and it not working. Mm-hmm. You know, Star. There's a movie called Star Crash that's really terrible with Christopher Plummer. That's like they're trying to be a Star mm. Wars movie, you know, so, but yeah. But Star Trek was also, there's been tons of TV series mm-hmm. and stuff too, and now we're getting the Picard series, so there's definitely a lot of Star Trek. You need to see USS Callister. I know. I need to so watch, great. I need to watch a lot of the Black Mirrors. It, it won the Emmy. You know what the best Star Trek movie is? What? Galaxy Quest. <laughs> oh, I do like that movie. I love that movie. Tim Allen. They should have just done that with the Star Trek cast. That would Shatner been. and Nimoy. Yes. Okay, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you said. I don't Nimoy. Know. <laughs> Leonard Nimoy. I don't know who that is. He's the guy that played Spock. Yeah. Like the original He Spock. didn't know who Aaron Andrews was earlier. Uh, well, I mean, okay. why would he? We're, we're, this is a movie podcast. <laughs> Aaron Edger- Andrews, I learned today, is a sports reporter. Mm-hmm. But she's also a host of a TV show. Oh, okay, fine. What? Dancing with the Stars. Oh, God. Co-host. Okay. <sighs> Anyways. John Krasinski and Ryan Reynolds are going to team up for a like imaginary friend comedy <laughs> that John Krasinski is going to write and direct, and it's about imaginary friends. I already say imaginary friends. Yes, I did. So That's yeah, okay. cool, neat. 
neat. I think that's like a actor pairing that I never realized how, that we need that mm-hmm. I that I wanted. But I think that's going to be a really funny yeah. idea. And this this what is the storyline? Something like one of them is going to play an adult who can see other people's imaginary friends. Yeah. So um, it's a fantasy comedy, and. Ryan Reynolds will play the film's main character, a man with a peculiar gift. He has the ability to both see and communicate with the imaginary friends of other people. This includes not only those currently hanging out with their creators, but also those who have been forgotten or discarded. And it may have something to do with saving the world. We Mm, don't know who Krasinski's playing. I would assume something imaginary, but... Um, sure. But I guess it was like a huge bidding war among like all the studios wanted it. Oh, I'm so. sure yeah. Ryan Reynolds is everywhere. Yeah, I'm they're sure. both kind of at yeah. the height of their mm-hmm. careers Absolutely. right now. So any one of them has any I- movie idea, I'm sure there's going to be a bidding war. So, mm-hmm. but That's, yeah, Krasinski's like writing and directing it. So he's crazy. Getting, he's getting yeah. really into the writing. Sure, Good yeah. for him. Yeah, just uh, I love do, those two together. Yeah, just do. That's a lot of handsomeness on one screen. Sure, it is. Which is funny <laughs> because uh, I just had the office on TV the other night, and my wife was like, "It's kind of funny." She's like, "I never found him cute, and now he's like well, he's really handsome guy." Office. Like in the office, he's just like he's nerdy schlubby. and yeah. like not. And then now he's like a really well, handsome. He also dude. like didn't work out, and then like he started to work it's out. The beard. Like, he got beefy. I think it's the beard. Beard. The beard helps. Yeah, sure. The yeah. haircut helps. Yeah. The beefiness helps. Yeah. Being Jack Ryan helps. Yeah. Yep. Um, but I'm super excited. Like, yeah, I feel like Ryan Reynolds is <laughs> teaming Everywhere. up with like yeah. great, great people. Like, what did we Ferrell say? Will Ferrell last yeah. week. Yeah. yeah. That that's gonna be a fun movie. Uh. But I mean, yeah, like like I know we discuss this on the podcast too. I feel like Ryan Reynolds just doing his shtick in every movie is like, yeah, I don't think I would ever get sick of that. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Like, just him being Ryan Reynolds <laughs> is so funny. I think he's like. The new Mark Wahlberg. Is that weird to say? Yeah. Like Mark Wahlberg is like all in these like buddy movies and I don't like him. But I feel like but I Mark, love Ryan Reynolds. Mark Wahlberg like always plays like a tough guy. Like Ryan yeah. Reynolds always has like snarky, funny sure. comments. He's basically Van Wilder in everything. And I l- love the Van Wilder I humor. I do too. Uh, Mark Wahlberg also was doing against going a little against type. Well, sort of, because he wasn't doing comedies. Mm-hmm. Like he was, he was Mark Wahlberg. He was Marky Mark, and then he was started doing these comedies. So it's a little bit different because we we know Ryan Reynolds has this right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's his th- his thing. But you know, sometimes that works. Some actors are only themselves in their movies, mm-hmm. and and they're fine. And mm-hmm. you know, but also Ryan Reynolds, you know, try something different. Why not? I, I don't know. Maybe they could great. cast him as the Riddler. No thanks. Or, like, yeah. they or as a penguin. That penguin. would be CW. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, there's been a lot of trailers came out. Um, we talked about the lighthouse a little bit, but lighthouse, there was a new trailer for that, right? Like recently mm. or no. I mean, they've been doing a lot of like, like TV spots, TV spots yeah. and thir- you know, mm. 10 second, 30 second thing. The score is out today. The score was released today. We're seeing it on Tuesday, hopefully. Well, yeah. we got a Charlie's angel trailer, which I roll big yeah. eye roll. It's there- coming out November 15th and it still looks bad. I was, was going to say that we've we got some big trailers and none of them look that great. No, though. Jungle Cruise. We got a Jungle Cruise trailer, which is like the guy that did the Shallows. Yeah, um, and a couple of Liam Neeson thrillers. Jesse Plemons <laughs> is in it too. I didn't really Jesse. I didn't know he was either. Um, I like Paul him, Giamatti's yeah. in it. So, yeah, but that, it's the but it's the Rock and Emily Blunt. I know, and that's a great great cast. Mm-hmm. Like I love Emily Blunt and I like the Rock, but it's there, it's also a strange trailer. Like. Uh, they have like these weird. It's a lot of long. It's just like it feels long, and then there's like the weird. Suddenly, there's like whatever they are, demons or creatures or whatever I they are know. at the end. Like it's a very, 
they made the Jungle Cruise theme park ride into a Pirates of the Caribbean thing, yeah. and it just looks it looks strange. Mm-hmm. I agree, but it doesn't come out till next summer, mm-hmm. so I mean, it's kind of early to get a trailer for that. Oh nah, that and Charlie and Charlie's Angels just looks bad. Yeah, yeah, it's really well that, and they like incorporated the music video into the trailer. Yeah, and, is, and like that's the best part of that whole thing is just the the music. I, I like the Miley Cyrus song. Well, that's sad. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got a well, I mean, day. I'm saying Jeez. like it's sad that the best thing about this trailer well, is the music. Well, you know, the movie's going to be bad is when they release a music video and already. Yeah. Yeah. Like Men in Black. It just what? feels like a very like <laughs> early 2000s and like 90s yeah. thing to do. It does. Uh, like we don't need that anymore. Wild Wild no. West. I don't like. There you go. I yeah. don't. Yeah. I don't need music videos that go with movies. Like yeah. I think that's stupid. Well, are we supposed to believe now that Miley Cyrus and Ariana Grande and Lana Del Rey are in the movie as angels? Because it's just a weird thing to do like to have. Why weren't they the angels? I would have watched that. Lana Del Rey acting? I don't know. That seems she depressing. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't even like playing. <laughs> I don't know. I'm Miley just, Cyrus is good. I'm hope I'm I'm still hoping it turns out okay, but the trailers have just been weird. Just don't this just doesn't look yeah. I it, like Elizabeth like, Banks. I I maybe too, yeah. pops up on Netflix when I'm like sick and I don't want to watch something. <laughs> like maybe I would watch it. But yeah, that's there's, about, there's yeah. a lot of stuff coming out that's in November, it. so it's gonna be really low on my list yeah. of priorities. I I would not see it in the theater, but like yeah, if again, if I like happen to see it pop up on netflix yeah. next year at some point and it's yeah. like a saturday and i have nothing better to do i'd be like okay well let's I think fall you should to watch this. uh sweet november in november what what is sweet what? november what do you mean what is sweet oh, wait, november is that the why? Yes. Oh, okay oh why are, we talking, why are we talking about why are we talking about november oh because i said there's a lot of things right. to watch in november oh, i get yeah. it but i did not get it. your train of thought there <laughs> i've seen yeah well, i don't want to came see out of nowhere don't just shout random keanu reeves yeah. movies i was like where is your where did that come from <laughs> the matrix um, yeah yeah the matrix uh, parenthood here here's the trailer that came out that i think looks amazing and i also think that they used a very popular song right now very effectively in it because um they used billy eilish bad guy song Um, but bombshell and that's coming out december 20th uh new new trailer new full trailer for that uh wow like i thought i know i was excited Mm -hmm. last time we talked about it we were like "Eh, i don't think it's gonna be very good i think this is gonna be the one that's not good and then it premiered somewhere and got a lot of glowing reviews and so what i think is kind of it's it seems like kind of a quirky maybe it's not a comedy but like i feel like it it kind of the big well, short, vibe. big short, yeah, yeah, big short and Vice style, yeah. which uh, great, yeah. Sure. I, I think that's the way to go with something yeah. like this because it's obviously going to be like you know it's hard to play real life characters and like it's hard to do a movie when the subject like happened like not only just a few years ago. So right. like to make it that that tone like or the tone that I kind of like got from the trailer like is perfect for mm-hmm. something like that. So I was yeah I thought it was. I thought it looked good. And I thought uh, Charlie Theron, like, doing her Megyn Kelly. Yeah. yeah. Very. Looks great. Very well done. Mm-hmm. That's the crazy thing. I feel like everybody's Oscar predictions are, like, going to be completely shaken up now. Mm-hmm. Because now, which, I mean, I guess Margot Robbie was already in the conversation for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. But now Charlie Theron is, mm-hmm. is, is in the conversation. The movie itself is going to be in there. John Lithgow could be nominated. Mm-hmm. Um which he does look great in it, you know. Yeah, it looks. I, I thought mm-hmm. the chin was a little distracting. I, I, anytime it's the same with like makeup. The, the Darkest Hour with Gary Oldman, which like it's yeah. good. It's, it's very like oh, well that's done. just John Lithgow and yeah, yeah. yeah. A fat chin. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, crazy, but it looks good. 
I'm excited for it. And it's like Jay Roach did it and he's the guy that did Trumbo and like weirdly like made the parents in Austin some of the yeah. Austin Powers films. So like he's had like an interesting he has. kind of eclectic. He's done some like HBO stuff too. Like I, I some uh, I, I would never really tell, but there's some some movie on HBO that was about maybe the George Bush election. I can't remember now, so don't. Mm, yes. Yeah, but something like that. And that was apparently really well done, but mm-hmm. yeah, it, is, it is an war. interesting was career. Was it called War or something? I don't remember, maybe. but yeah. Very interesting career. But I guess him and Charlize, like, they didn't, she didn't actually get to, like, talk to Megyn Kelly, or, like, I guess Megyn Kelly may not have been interested mm-hmm. in it, but they did talk to, like, dozens of people who, like, worked at, still mm-hmm. work at Fox and did work at Fox during that time. So they got, like, a lot of their research from actual people who were there and a lot of like the victims and um so yeah they like just talked about talked to as many women as possible mm-hmm. for it so i think hopefully like i feels like that it'll be in an important film but also um yeah the, the actors and actors yeah. and actresses mm-hmm. look look like they're doing a great job so i like Charlize. yeah there too and well and, and nicole came in yeah she, yeah mm-hmm. mark duplass is in it the mark bonus duplass. Yeah. Yeah, he's Gretchen Carlson's husband. Megan Kelly's Megan Kelly. Do you have on your list of things uh, Nicole Kidman and, hey, this actually works. Oh, yeah, Nicole the Kid- Alexander Skarsgård yeah. movie? Uh, no, I don't. Yeah. Please. Okay. Please tell us. Well, Alexander Skarsgård and uh, Nicole Kidman are reuniting for a horror film mm-hmm. directed by Robert Eggers. Yeah, who did The, the Witch. Witch and the Lighthouse. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. So Along with, cool. I think, Willem Dafoe and Anna Taylor-Joy from The Witch. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, great cast, yeah. but it's like a Viking, uh, revenge film. So it's what? like the yeah, 10th, was, was it the 10th century? Someone like I that? Think, Viking yeah, revenge yeah. film. Yeah. I Explain think, uh, that. So it's going to be like a period piece. Yes. Huh. Okay. Yeah. I didn't read about it. I just saw the headline where they were reuniting after big little eyes. Um, I like them both together. I, you know, Nicole Kidman's good in horror film. Like she did, uh, was that the other ghosty one? Yeah. yeah. I think she's great in those styles. A lot of people actor. forget about that movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, it was, was decent. It was yeah. a decent movie. I feel like she's done something else too that was kind of Trespass with Nicolas Cage. I think that's that. what it's called. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Practical magic. <laughs> yeah. Terrifying. I mean, if I'm yeah. being honest, Nicole Kidman is solid and oh, she's a yeah. great everything yeah. she did. Does. You ever watch Destroyer? Yeah, okay. she's great. I love. She's great. I she just she just did, she movie, wasn't as hot on it as we were. Oh. Yeah, but you guys loved it. I, yeah. I I don't remember why I didn't love it as much, but I, there were some things about it. That, oh, I thought like the the end like reveal was just kind of like meh. Like the mm-hmm. climax of it mm-hmm. kind of fell flat, and I, I was confused about the end. She, I wasn't ever really a huge Nicole Kidman fan. Oh my until, teenage years, boy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my teenage years. Moulin Rouge, years. Moulin Rouge, Batman Forever. That is, yeah, I forgot about Batman Forever. I, it took me until Big Little Lies, that performance. Mm-hmm. I was like, holy cow. Mm-hmm. She's awesome. I mean, she really, like, struck it big after Moulin Rouge. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I mean. I've, I haven't she, seen Eyes Wide Shut either. It's good, she's it's good in that. Interesting. Yeah. It's just a weird movie. She's um, good. But, yeah, like, I, I think she just is very solid in yeah. everything she does, and I'm a fan. Uh, okay, finally, <laughs> let's talk about Doolittle. The other disaster trailer. What is happening yes. in Doolittle? It's in theaters January seventeenth, and yeah, it just wow. The trailer the... is bad. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what else? My my other takeaway from the trailer is I could have sworn this was a Disney movie, and it's not a Disney movie. 
Hmm. It's universal. But watching the trailer, it felt like some big Disney epic. And I think mm-hmm. that was even my response to it. I was like, it's a weird thing to make a Disney epic out of, but yeah. it's not even Disney. It just yeah. felt like a Disney movie. Well, between the song choice and then what is Robert Downey doing with the accent? Mm-hmm. Like, I couldn't place. Apparently, he was trying to be a, it was tr- like a Welsh accent, mm. which, no, it didn't sound good. Mm-hmm. It's just weird. <laughs> yeah, the whole I, thing I can't was imagine, weird. Yeah. I can't imagine he was putting a lot of effort into this. No. Well, so uh, after this trailer got released, there was this big Reddit thread that's now been deleted, but like I found all the deleted comments mm-hmm. and we're so, like somebody who's working, I guess they filmed it in England, so um, the guy was working on set. I don't, it doesn't say like what his job was, but mm-hmm. he knows a lot of stuff that in the background. Um, and I guess it's just, it was a disaster from the very like get go, the whole mm-hmm. production. So it's probably sounds like something where they just had to slap something together just to get it, you know, made and mm-hmm. released. Um, but yeah, I guess the director's insane. Stephen <laughs> Gagan, uh-huh. like who did traffic and well, he wrote it? traffic, he wrote traffic yeah. and some other stuff. I think he directed Syriana maybe. Mm-hmm. Yes. With George Clooney. Mm-hmm. I guess he's insane. He got like <laughs> kicked off of, kicked out of two studios and according to this Reddit thread. Sure. So I don't know. Well, there was a lot like, uh, he didn't have any experience with all of the like visual effects stuff. So they, mm-hmm. that was, a, there were, <laughs> it was something like he wasn't planning on where the animals would be. So like Robert Downey Jr. wasn't being told where to address his attention and stuff. And then, so later they brought in uh, these two different directors, one of them, Jonathan Labiesman, who did like TMNT and like uh, just somebody who's versed in visual effects. And they did like three weeks or something of reshoots, Mm -hmm. which it's not uncommon to do reshoots as we've discussed probably before, but like these, I think these were pretty extensive. Yeah. Well, I mean, the director got fired right. off of it, so mm-hmm. yeah, they had to bring people in because he didn't. Yeah, he didn't want to do any pre-production. Apparently, he like punched a TV screen because he was like so angry one day, and then he, yeah, he's like banned from yeah from Jeez. like Sony and I think Fox or something like that. But yeah, what the whole that? thread was just so weird and bizarre and funny Very too. Because mm-hmm. I love it when people spill secrets of movie sure. sets. Yeah, it's like. Little glimpse like a, into the machine. Apparently, yeah. he had a he had a racist dog. Yeah, he had a racist dog. Apparently, like this guy in the thread was like talking about because somebody said, "Oh, he should just like bring his own dog to set." And he's like, "Well, the dog crapped all over the set when he did bring him into set, and then the do- anytime the dog came in, he would just bark at anybody who was not white." <laughs> like oh my God. crazy. <laughs> so funny. What? Yeah, I don't know. It's insane. But which like, I remember re- hearing about it, or when it was announced, or whatever. Like year, it felt it feels like years ago. And I guess it was filmed in seventeen. Was it seventeen or eighteen originally? And and I remember it being kind of delayed. And then suddenly they were like, "Oh, it's got a release date." And then suddenly there was a poster that looks terrible the other day. Yeah, because um, it just doesn't even look like Robert Downey Jr. in character. It looks no. like they just have a picture of Robert Downey it's Jr. Very yeah. strange. Um, well, and you, then the trailer was crazy. We obviously were questioning, like, okay, well, this is Robert Downey Jr.'s first non-Marvel movie in five years. Like, um, what are you doing? Right. Like, yeah. what are right. you doing, Robert Downey Jr.? You're like, you were coming off the biggest best-selling like movie mm-hmm. ever. That's why I thought it was Disney. I thought like it's it was doing very a favor. Strange. Or something. Okay, so the Reddit thread said that because you know we're all, we're questioning why would this be his choice? Like, why would mm-hmm. you go do something like this when you could do whatever the heck you want to and or just do nothing you have enough money now right mm-hmm. you don't need to do anything for a little while um but supposedly it's a favor to the studio mm-hmm. so that they would green light his like next passion project movie yeah 
that so happens a lot. That could yeah. be the explanation, but also just like it got us to thinking for our main subject, like transitioning into mm-hmm. that. Like, what other actors out there at the like kind of height of their career, really a comeback for Robert Downey Jr. Because like the whole, you know, Iron Man was a comeback for him. Sure. Um, but yeah, you're kind of at the height of your career where you can pick and choose, do whatever you want to. You don't need the money. You don't have to like uh-huh. sit there and be a slave to the studio. Uh, why are you picking this? But what other actors out there have done that in their career where it's like you just came off of some super successful, awesome, amazing sure. films. Yeah. You're riding the wave and then like you just do a stinker of a movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think so. I've got a, I've got a couple of good examples and some that are like maybe, maybe a little looser or whatever, because mm-hmm. like I had written down Jake Gyllenhaal had this crazy streak after Brokeback Mountain and then ended up doing Prince of Persia. Yeah, that's a great example. Yeah, yeah, but he had only been doing these really dramatic pieces, so that was probably just a... That could have been a paycheck choice, Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. you know, let's do this movie so I can do more of these dramatic things. Um, But uh, I put down... Uh, after Natalie Portman won her Oscar, she did Your Highness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like mm-hmm. immediately after Black Swan, that was her next yeah, movie. Yeah. That was her next movie. Was Your which, Highness. Which like is kind of a guilty pleasure of mine, but it's not good. No. And, right. and she is very obviously feels out of place in yes, the movie, of too. Um, and that, that might have been an example of like, well, I just did this intense Black Swan movie. Let's do a funny movie, movie about weed. Yeah. yeah, right. Um, the Dark Tower with Matthew McConaughey and Idris Elba. What the heck oh, was yeah. happening there? Yeah. yeah, that was like, I mean, Idris Elba was becoming a big deal. Matthew McConaughey is still like riding his yeah. wave of his comeback, right. and then suddenly there's Dark Tower, and I mean, maybe you could say pay a paycheck for them too, but it's still kind of a baffling. That had to have been just a mess in general behind the scenes, I would guess. But like, I just have a feeling, like, I mean, when you, I feel like when I read a script, like, I know it's going to be good and bad, like. I've read scripts for competitions before and I'm like, these are bad scripts. Mm-hmm. So why, why even go well, and maybe through like signing like on to a movie I mean, like that? Maybe there's like yeah. you were saying, maybe it's could all be, a lot of like favors yeah. to studios. Like, could, be this, so it could be money. Right. But um, also well, like, a lot of times I think, I think sometimes too actors will sign on to stuff before there's a script. So mm-hmm. who knows? Like the dark tower is an iconic book series. And this was right in this Stephen King resurgence after it. And like, who they they might have signed on thinking it was going to be mm-hmm. a lot better and a bigger deal than it was and got sort of stuck into this mess of a yeah. movie and I know they had big plans for the franchise in general like they were going to have a mini series be a part of it as mm-hmm. well as being a lot of movies so that's a really good example though yeah that yeah was a terrible movie I'm sure I didn't see it but I know it's bad <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I also had. Uh, <clears throat> Uh, Tom Hardy, Chris Pine, and Reese Witherspoon all did This Is War. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that terrible romantic comedy. Yeah. And I remember being kind of excited about it because I was like, because Tom Hardy was becoming a big deal. I yeah. liked Tom yeah. Hardy after, I think this was after Inception, maybe. So, um, and then Chris Pine, I love Chris Pine. Mm-hmm. And Reese Witherspoon is great. So I was like, this could be a fun little Chris romantic Pine comedy. Chris Pine is a very underrated yes. actor. Oh, absolutely yeah. underrated. He does comedy well, he does drama well. The guy can sing. I, mm-hmm. I just adore him. Yeah. I, I want to see agree. him in yeah. everything. That's why, again, that's why I was so excited for this movie. And then it looked like they had these action elements in. And I was like, this is like, this is a rom com for Justin. And yeah. It was not. No. It was, <laughs> this is a rom com yeah. for Justin. And it was, it was, it was very disappointing. I yeah. remember. Yeah. Casey and I going to see it and being kind of excited about it, and it was just not, not good. good. Yeah. Do you have anything else? 
I mean, I had like Halle Berry did Catwoman, yeah. um, but but again, that was probably like I feel like she was, was getting she was getting an opportunity to be a, 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 yeah. a female superhero mm-hmm. right. in, in an age where I, we you can't turn Catwoman, but they just did it freaking weird. Like yeah. it was just terrible. And it wasn't good. It was not great. I would <laughs> yeah. have signed on to Catwoman too. <laughs> sure, but the animation was all bad, and the story was bad. Yeah. So the villain I, was bad. So I wrote down a bunch, but those were my favorites. Um, I wrote down Bruce Willis did Six Sense, and then immediately did Disney. He's the kid. Oh, oh I kind of yeah. liked the I kid. <laughs> I know you did. I don't like the bad. kid in the kid, but I like Bruce Willis. I kind of liked kid. the kid. It yeah. was so bad. I mean, yeah, it's not great, but but yes, and Bruce Willis is Bruce Willis, so mm-hmm. like he could you know could do anything mm-hmm. at yeah. that point in his career, and yeah, coming off the Sixth Sense being a surprise success, yeah, absolutely. And then you did Disney's The Kid. Disney's The Kid. Oh, and like he did the whole Ten Yards after that too, but like I actually, or the whole Nine Yards, uh-huh. but I actually like that movie. I do like so. that one a lot, and like I don't think it was. You know, it's not a bad movie. I think people enjoyed it. So yeah. I think it was successful. I also wrote down Matt Damon was coming off of like Goodwill Hunting, Saving Private Ryan, Rounders, and uh, a bunch of good stuff from 97, I think The Rainmaker too, 97, mm-hmm. 98 era. And then he did Bagger Vance. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. He did Talented Mr. Ripley, which I thought was terrible. Oh, that one's great. I love Talented Mr. Ripley. I saw people I really great. like it. Yeah. I didn't I think like he was Talented nominated, Mr. And I think Ripley. He was, nominated he for was Globe but it, it. I just think it's sure, a sure, sure, really sure. bad movie. Yeah. And I think his role in it was strange and just weird and like finding forester wasn't terrible but then he did all the pretty horses with uh what's yeah. her face i don't remember her name right now but uh and then jay and silent bob and dogma before doing oceans mm-hmm. 11 which was like good again but then like he had like he like he did made like five good movies five really yeah. meh ones and then did oceans 11 and like started to kind of yeah get back into it and then obviously went on to do born but sure that's he might have only done born because because he needed the resurgence. Yeah. Um, go, no, go ahead. Uh, so I have an interesting one because Daniel Day Lewis had done oh, like did. so many great movies. He won the Academy Award for There Will, there Will Be Blood. Immediately did nine, which was yeah. terrible, and then won the Academy Award with his next film, Lincoln. Yeah, I know. So that, I'm like, that's kind of an interesting, like, just one yeah. bad, and then well, like, you know. uh, nine was one I wrote down because what a blunder for all of them. Like, Marion yeah. Cotillard was was becoming Coming a big off, deal. I uh, probably Levy and Rose. Yeah, uh, even the director happened. I think was a big deal at the time, and that what a what a bad movie that yeah. ended up being. Uh, even like great actors like uh, uh, Denzel Washington. When he did John Q, I thought that was a bad. Oh movie. yeah, yeah. I used but to he, like John Q, and then I, re- really? I rewatched it uh, a couple years ago and did not enjoy. Well, like he, so her, he did the bone. Well, the Bone Collector, Hurricane, Remember the Titans, Training Day. Mm-hmm. The very next film after tra- Training Day was John Q, Ooh. Mm-hmm. and then Anton or Antoine Fisher, which I was like, Meh. and they needed out of time after that. Uh-huh. So you kind of had this little yeah. slump of weird movies, and then Man on Fire. Manchurian Candidate, Inside Man, Deja Vu. He kind of did all those like random the uh-huh. action thrillers. thrillers. All the same one movie. Yeah. Like they right. just kind of blend together. Yeah. This Okay. So this is one of my biggest guilty pleasures, okay. especially around Christmas time. Um, Michael Keaton and Jack Frost. Oh, sure. I, like, I, I love that, that movie. movie. I like that movie too. But we, like, we, it's we, not a good. It's not a, it's not. But no. arguably he makes it better because yeah. without him, well, it would be really, really bad. But that was another movie that, also partially suffered because at the last second it was supposed to be George Clooney mm-hmm. and at the last second he dropped out and they got Michael Keaton and that's why like the facial features of the snowman okay. it was actually based on George Clooney. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I'll have to look at that. Uh-huh. I watched that every Christmas. I, I so. think <laughs> yeah. I just think that movie just suffers from 
being ambitious animation at the wrong time. Mm. Sure. And like, I think it's fine. I think the acting was fine. I think it's just like the snowman character. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think if they had done it now, it would have looked better and wouldn't be as weird. Uh-huh. I like actually kind of cried in that movie too. It's really There's a part sad. where the boy's shoveling snow no, and then he had just, his has mom his comes home and he's crying and then her, his mom like pulls up and she's like hugs him and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is really no, sad. That movie yeah. is very sad. Yeah. I mean, obviously. I, I had, as, <laughs> as an adult, I had mixed feelings about it because I was like, why? Why wouldn't he just stay in the snowman? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or like, uh, why is he not he melted? Yeah. Why is he? Yeah. No, they they took him somewhere cold. They he did. Yeah, no, that's right. But like, also, why wouldn't he talk to his wife more? Like, what's going on? Talk well, to your wife. He's a snowman. Yeah, but he's talking to his kid. I don't know. Like, see, talk to your you wife. Watch it again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, and then, well, George Clooney when he did Batman and Robin. Yeah, but, but I, I see know. that as he was a TV actor trying to make it mm-hmm. into movies and I just had an unfortunate. Yeah. He, he was playing Batman. You know, it's similar to the Catwoman thing, I mm-hmm. think. But then what I an think, opportunity. I think my final one. Oh, okay. Well, I guess not my final one, but Emma Stone and Aloha. Well, I never Bradley saw. Or Cooper for that matter. Yeah. But. But her choice was even worse because she was playing uh, right. Hawaiian, yeah, like yeah, Hawaiian. half yeah. Asian or yeah. half Hawaiian, whatever. Yeah, it was. that was kind of, that was weird. Yeah. Uh, but then my ultimate uh, disappointment was uh, Michael Fassbender, <laughs> Michael Fassbender in uh, the Snowman. Well, you said yeah. the Snowman, but I was going to say Assassin's Creed. Oh, that's right. He, he and Marion Cotillard both did that movie. Was uh, that before? It may have been right before the Snowman. I think it was. I mean, it, uh, it's possible the Snowman might have been filmed before then, sure. but had his had its issues, but. Um, Coming off an Academy Award nomination for yeah. uh, 12 Years a Slave and yeah. all the work before then that sure. he's done. And, and then, then did just Assassin's do Creed. like the studio. I, he needs to just stick with like the indie films. And, and I remember him being really excited about Assassin's Creed. Like his interviews and stuff were like he seemed really into it. Mm-hmm. And I think he was even working on like sort of helping develop it in some way. So I was what a bummer it turned out to be. I yeah. just feel like every actor needs to stay away from video game movies yeah. that oh, are sure. video yes, game characters that, that are going to be put in movies. Like just mm-hmm. don't do them. Like it's not yeah. going to be good. No. They're not going to be good. Just well, don't. Stop. Ryan Reynolds had some success with Pikachu so that's fine. That was more of a like playing cards though. Uh, like Pokemon is its own thing. Like I don't consider sure. that just like a video. It game start, thing. It did start as a video game though, okay. and then it became the cards, and then it. But yeah. but I but I agree that it's its whole because they were cartoons. Yeah. Also, mm-hmm. like it's it's its whole thing for sure. But again, like we got Sonic the Hedgehog. Like, what do you? No, don't do it. Yeah. don't only, sign on to that. You know it's not going to be no, good. Yeah. It's only a matter of time. Like Metal Gear Solid. Well, there's been do. they've been developing that for a okay. long time. And actually, like, actually, I think was that the one that uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and Jessica Chastain are doing? Oh boy, there, there's Please some no. video game they're doing together. Why? Yeah, that, I mean, I feel like when you're already doing okay, like that sure. should just be the rule of thumb. Right. Video, video, like okay. $5 million, $10 million comes around. I'm just like, no, I'm okay. I'm Jim Carrey. I don't need to do that. <laughs> someone like, told, I'll do something else. Someone told me the story about Dennis Hopper doing, I think it was oh. Mario Brothers. Uh-huh. And I guess like people, his son or something was like, why did you ever do this movie? And he was like, to pay for your like house or yeah. to pay for your shoes or something. Yeah, you'll, yeah. Whatever. And he like, <laughs> but I'm like, I mean, I guess you have to put yourself in their position. Like Jim Carrey is probably running out of money. So he's then not he's like, running I don't, out of money. He's I don't Jim think, Carrey. I don't and he also could pick is, and choose still. Honestly, yeah. he's still, well, he's see, still yeah. good. I was going to say with Jim Carrey, I kind of wonder if it's more like he's just trying to get back into his place as like a box office sort mm-hmm. of success. Like, cause he hasn't, 
had a hit movie in a, in I still a while. feel like if you reached out and said, like, I'm ready to get back in, studios be like, yeah, absolutely. Like, sure. here, take mm-hmm. whatever role or, you want to do. Or, hey, well, who knows? Maybe, we got this. Maybe yeah. the studio is going to let him do some movie. Like, like he after. hasn't yeah. soiled himself enough to the point where, like, yeah. he can't. He has to, like, beg to be in there. Sure. You know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Let's scream think, at her screen. I think Hollywood is just interesting in general. The actors yeah. make decisions for strange reasons. I'm sure money. They, have, like, to market, yeah. they have to market themselves to sell things. Mm-hmm. Hey, I mean, I'm not getting $10 million thrown at me to do anything, so yeah. I can't say that I'd be like, meh. But, like, still, if I had, you know, $50 million in the bank and somebody was like, here's $10 million to do something that's going to be really bad, I think I would just be like, I'm good. Like, I think I can mm-hmm. find something better. Yeah. Good example. Will Smith has probably more money than most actors, but he still did After Earth. Yeah. yeah. He's, and yeah, Gemini Man. There you go. Well, also <laughs> like, Gemini Man. Yeah. <laughs> no. All right, let's scream it or screen it, guys. Okay. Okay. My screen it is that Taika Waititi confirmed that Korg will yes! return in Thor, Love and Thunder. And, Gotta um, love it. It's like, uh, of course he was. If Taika Waititi's doing the movie, like, mm-hmm. of course Korg is going to come back. But it's mm-hmm. just nice to have... Um, it's nice to have the the confirmation. Yeah. So thank I'm you. very happy. Our favorite, one of our favorite Marvel characters. Yeah, absolutely. And I also read that uh, he did not confirm whether Fat Thor was going to be back or not. Oh, sure, mm. that'd but be really. Funny. He didn't say. Yeah, because yeah. he doesn't know. But yeah, I cool. love. I'm all for good, anything. Good. Taika yeah. Waititi. Good, good, does, good. So. Yeah, awesome. Chris, do you have anything? I'm just. Still You're just d- upset about Patrick. I, you exactly read my <laughs> mind. You can tell I'm wearing my sweatshirt that says yeah. he's my homie. Um, but no, that's that's all I'm concerned about right now okay. is when our quarterback's going to be back. Okay, I'm so sorry. I, yeah, but now their third string dude gets to live any given Sunday. The, maybe he's going to may- be amazing. He scored a touchdown. There you so go. yes, he might be amazing. He he'll be the next Jamie Fox. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess I have to tell my my broken arrow story for my screen or screen. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Why, why were we talking? Well, Somebody like give some backstory to this. I had a scream it really quick okay, and, and I don't want to end on my scream it because my scream it was that Robert Forster passed away. And oh, that, yeah. And oh, yeah. So sad. sad. Yeah. Oh, um, we should talk about El Camino. Yes. I didn't. Well, I haven't nobody watched it, yet. it Oh, I'm the only one. Well, I'll just was say I, I enjoyed it. And he's Good. in he's in, and he's in El Camino. Yep. Yeah. He actually has a much bigger role than I thought that he was going to have in one episode of Breaking Bad. Was it one? Just not. He was not in it very two. much, but yeah, no, it was very. It was like I mean, important, but like sure, his he didn't have very many lines or much screen time in the Breaking Bad series. Um, in the movie, he's mm-hmm. very prominent. Interesting. No, he was in a couple of the last episodes. I don't think it was just the last one. I think it was like the last two or three. It's still cool. They he had, for, he had for a, being a smaller. He was a significant those. person in the Breaking yeah. Bad world. And it's very much expanded in El Camino. And I'll just say I thought El Camino was okay. Like I thought, I thought it was good. It mm-hmm. does make me wish that we had more Breaking Bad though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, was it good enough Good enough to just exist in the first place? Yeah. Like okay. it's, it was, I'm glad it was made. Sure. I'll say yeah. that. I didn't think it was like, you know. It doesn't tarnish it, anything. No. And it's good. It's hard coming off like the last couple Breaking Bad episodes because like I watched the last couple before starting El Camino and like man it's just so good and not that like El Camino's not it's just it's it's kind of more slow and you know it really is all it's all centered around Jesse which I think is fine but um and it brings back some characters um I'm glad it was made I enjoyed it um it it didn't like I don't think it was like breaking bad qual quite great breaking bad quality uh-huh. it was very close sure and you know it wasn't bad by any means but it was it was a solid 
Cool. Sold little movie. Well, happy, good. That happy means they it's made it. the greatest movie ever made. <laughs> no, like, I liked it. I did like it. It was it was good. It was enjoyable. There was nothing bad about it. Made me wish we had more Breaking Bad. Um, very fun being back in that world, obviously, and back in, in with those characters. Um, but yeah, like it's just it was a good. It was a nice little end cap. Sure. Mm-hmm. So Broken Arrow. So why are we talking about was Broken a movie Arrow? from the nineteen nineties? We were talking about this because the Chiefs game yesterday, when you were like not interested at all, that I said, "Hey, look, when movies and sports collide, and at halftime, Howie Long he works for Fox Sports." Oh, okay. And so I was like, "It's the bad guy, or one Broken of the bad Arrow. guys in Broken Arrow." Uh-huh. And then Justin's like, "Oh, Sarah has a cool story." And I don't remember why Justin and I talked about this because like last week. I was listening to the audio book for Doctor Sleep, oh, okay. and I was just talking. I was just mentioning yes. that I was listening to it. Which I finished, and it's great, by the way. Yeah. So, okay, going off that, I told Justin the story about how when I was a child, I mean, I don't even, I had, maybe I was a teen. No, I had to have been, like, 10. I don't know. We were on a vacation with my family, and, like, my family vacation, you get in the minivan, mm-hmm. and you drive wherever you're going. Mm-hmm. Um, so we stopped. I don't remember. I feel like maybe we were going to, like, one of the Dakotas, like, South Dakota, maybe. We were going to that. I don't remember. But we were in some remote place. We stopped at a gas station, and they had audiobooks, and one of the audiobooks was Broken Arrow. So we bought it, <laughs> and I actually confirmed this with my parents because I was with my parents last night. I'm like, do you guys remember going on a vacation and we like bought Broken Arrow and listened to it in uh-huh. the car like on our vacation? And my dad was like, oh yeah, we kept, we still we we had that for a really long oh time too. But like I remember being a kid and sitting there in the car listening to the Broken Arrow, and I don't know, if, I don't think it was a book. Like I don't think yeah. the movie was based it's on not. a book. It's not. That's so interesting. We really actually were just listening to somebody telling the Broken Arrow. Movie. movie yeah what? like the plot of broken he like went through the plot of broken arrow well, he like, like the voices he did the, did the lines from it <laughs> i don't that know if they so... still do it but they used to do novelizations of movies and so i wonder that, okay. that had yeah. been it somebody made a novelization <laughs> of broken arrow but yeah. then did an audiobook version right so that's, that's like so the random stuff you could so, find at those random yeah. gas stations we were just listening wow. to broken arrow in the car like so and the guy <laughs> was like doing the lines and he i can't remember samantha what's her name the girl that's in broken arrow i know we need to look that from super Yeah. Yeah. I think it's Samantha. Is it Samantha? Whatever. Mathis. Mathis. Yes. Samantha Mathis. And he was doing the voices like, oh no. Like, and he (laughs) had this like high pitched voice for her. And yeah, he had like different voices for Christian Slater's character and John Travolta's character. And like, I just, is like a very vivid memory for Mm -hmm. me that like I listened to Broken Arrow, like an audio version of the movie. Funny. Dramatization of the movie, (laughs) like on, in audio in the car. And my parents remember it too. Fascinating. (laughs) So funny. Like, I'm just like, can you even get that anymore? Yeah, yeah, that's so wild. And like, why? Like, why was it a thing why that existed? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have these answers, guys. Yeah. But I wish we still had when that you tape. Crave so. watching a movie, and you can't watch it it's in the car. Just so damn funny. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> well, that that's was all great, I got. That was a great story. That's my story. I don't know. Broken Arrow, unabridged CD, CD audiobook. So in case you want to buy it, it's on Amazon, I guess. It's a CD audiobook of the like movie. I don't know. So yeah, I don't know if it's the same thing or not. But it was no like idea. it was an actual like cassette tape that we listened yeah. to. That's wow. so funny. That was great. Oh no, this is not from the movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I'm. It must be a different thing. It, it was like I'm telling you, it was a thing that existed. That's hilarious. And it's a very vivid memory from my childhood. Fascinating. So that's that's what I got. 
I'm I don't have anything. I'm going to go see Zombieland tonight. I'm pretty excited about it. And apparently there is a um in credit scene. So oh, cool. if you guys oh. go see Zombieland, stay for the end credit. I'm nice. I'm seeing the Adams family this weekend. Oh right. boy. There you go. Enjoy. Oscar take, Isaac. Take my daughter. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Okay. Well, everybody have a great weekend and uh thanks for listening and we'll see you next week.